1: Welcome to another episode of Encourage Mindset a podcast that's all about transforming you to become your best self. Today I have an amazing guest and Sue Zangera. She is going to be talking about a topic that it is new to me. It is called Juicy Language. This is something that'll lead to a positive shift in our perspective. But first, I want to welcome Sue and have her talk a little bit about her story. Welcome, Sue.
2: Well, thank you, Ethan. It's so great to be here. This is exciting. And I'm happy to talk about juicy language. That's a favorite topic of mine. So thank you so much for having me. I got into coaching and I just really fell in love with the idea of mindset and how powerful it is. And I started to learn more about how our words matter. And so I just started saying to my clients, you know, use juicy language. Tell me something juicy. In other words, like put your heart and soul behind it because that lifts us up. And then it just, I don't know, it kind of caught on and people started teasing me about it. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to own this then. That's going to be my thing is juicy language.
1: No, that's awesome. And it looks like you have a t-shirt that's mindset is everything. If you right. want to, sh- that's awesome.
2: Yeah. So I don't know if you can see, but it's a little goldfish and he's wearing a shark fin. And I, <laughs> I have a thing about t-shirts. I've got a bunch of t-shirts that have very juicy language on them because it's kind of like my work uniform. But this little <laughs> goldfish He's wearing this little shark fin because even though he's a tiny goldfish, he's using something to empower him to be a shark, to be a killer. And I love this graphic because it speaks so loudly about the importance of how you see yourself and even how you talk about yourself.
1: Yeah, that's powerful. What I was going to ask you is how do our words shape our perception of our reality and influence our actions? Because this is something that we're going to do every single day.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, what we know is that the brain is listening and it's taking orders. And so we want to make sure that we're using juicy language that lifts us up, that supports who we want to be, how we want to show up. Because if the brain is listening, it's kind of like you we probably all have people in our life that use negative language or unjuicy language. We all have people like that in our lives. And you notice it kind of creates this vibe around them. It creates this momentum. And because the brain is listening, and it's taking in everything that we're saying, it's taking orders, well, the reverse is true too. We can also use positive, empowering language, and that can impact us. There's a study I read, and I don't remember the doctor who did it, it was a neuroscientist, talked about how when you use negative language and have that negative narrative, it actually can increase anxiety, and they've seen this in children. So our words matter a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the saying is true. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words definitely can hurt you. People say they can't, but I think they can. And we're seeing that more through social media. I mean, yes, there are some positives to it, but I think a lot of negatives also come from some of those platforms. One of the things that I really think is just powerful about the juicy language, which I'm excited for you to dive in more, is talks about enthusiasm, it brings positivity. And how can juicy language reshape our reality?
2: Well, I love to give the example of Muhammad Ali. He oh, was- Oh,
1: great person. Yeah, I'm excited Muhammad,
2: for that. What a pro he was a juicy language. You know, he would say, I am the greatest of all time. There's my impression of Muhammad Ali. Get my- <laughs> now, keep my day job. But he would say, I'm the greatest of all time. Now, number one, it was freaking out his opponent which that's how you play the game in boxing, right? But number two, he was creating a reality. He was creating an identity by using very juicy language. And the body remembers so that when he would step into the ring, his body would say, got it. We know what to do here. We're going to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. So he used that language to empower himself. And it kind of had a dual effect. But he's a great example of that of how he he used those words to shape his reality and he was indeed a great
1: That's like incredible because if you look at like all those people that become significant leaders wow. they have something like we we've been talking about a juicy language or a certain energy or positivity that they bring that showcases impactfulness and most importantly it shows that they can reshape or recreate something effectively.
2: Right, and some of, you know, a lot of great people in history have used this without really understanding the neuroscience behind it. But look at Martin Luther King. He would say, I have a dream. He it wasn't happening out in, you know, reality, but he could see it and he was talking about it and speaking life into it in such a way. And a lot of great people in history have done this, and they start to create that because what we focus on is what we get. So if we're focusing on that juicy language and how we want to show up, everything is energy. We know that through quantum physics, like attracts like, it starts to bring it to us. And and now all of a sudden our language is helping to bring us to that. And the the reverse is true too. So if you have a lot of negative language, you're bringing that to you. For people that kind of roll their eyes at me when I talk about juicy language, which that does happen sometimes, (laughs) I say, what do you have to lose? Try it and see. And test it out for yourself. It works.
1: Yeah, no, I I think it definitely would. Could you provide the audience maybe some examples that you've used as juicy language or you've helped with other people?
2: Yes. Oh my gosh. I'll tell you one that drives my kids crazy. (laughs) (laughs) When, When something goes wrong, and I don't like to use the word failure or mistakes, you won't hear me saying those words very often. I'll use it only in context because that's what people know. Mm-hmm. I like to call them bumps or wrinkles because it let's face it, it feels better. Or like if you're going through an interview and you don't get selected, I don't want to say rejection. That feels bad. So I'll say, well, it was it was a miss or or just the fact I wasn't selected. But I will say to the kids sometimes if if something doesn't go the way that I would like for it to go, I'll say, well, you know what's great about this? And I've trained myself to say what's great about this? What's great about this? And it brings up that juicy language for me. And
1: Mm.
2: and not to diminish the thing that's happened, because let's face it, sometimes things go south and that isn't fun, but I don't want to live there. I'll have my moment to say, oh, this sucks. I don't like this. And then I recalibrate because I don't want to live there. So I'll do the things to get myself back in a good state, use the juicy language and get my mindset strong again. I'll be a goldfish because a goldfish memory is only 10 seconds.
1: really i didn't know that
2: yeah 10 seconds and actually they say that that's the humans might even have less than 10 seconds i don't know if that's true but i heard that
1: well our attention span is certainly like two seconds and that's yeah Yeah. that's for sure
2: so you know be a goldfish when something goes south and you know if you need to marinate in it for a minute and say oh i hate this i don't like it okay fine then recalibrate get back on track with using juicy language, moving your body, having that positive narrative, all of those things, it's going to help you to feel better faster.
1: I think that's very important. And those are very great points you made. When you were talking about getting back on track, what is like some advice or some tips on how can we put our best into what should be put into a hundred percent?
2: Well, I mean, you're right about all the distractions. We have so many. And so what I do is I try and eliminate some of those distractions. I try and schedule my day so that I'm not rushing because when I'm rushing, I do get distracted because there's so many moving parts. Mm -hmm. So that's just for my personality. Some people enjoy that faster pace. I don't like to rush. I like to have a singular focus so that I can stay focused on the task at hand. And if I notice that my energy dips and sometimes it does because we're humans, I'll do the things to get me back on track. I'll do the things that make me feel good. I want to say it was maybe Harvard. There was some school, prestigious school that did a study around having a superhero stance, you know, and mm. for three minutes and how it actually starts to change the chemicals in your body. I think your testosterone goes up. So you handle risk a little bit better. I forget what the rest of it is. So don't quote me on this, but, <laughs> but the point is it's, it's stepping into an identity that is powerful. And then I like to add to that study. Now add the language. Now add the Mm -hmm. language as you're in your superhero, you know, imagine your cape or your crown or whatever your superhero is and use those I am statements that lift you up and they will start to shift how you're showing up. Again, people think this can't work. It's just too simple for it to really work. It does, it works. And you'll start to catch yourself maybe saying things like, oh, I'm so tired. And you say it all day long. It Mm starts to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, and that's a silly example, I know. But again, I want people to watch their language. And if you don't believe me, that's okay. Play with it, do a test and see what happens and see how you show up differently.
1: The superhero stance. I think a lot of people you look at them, they're slouched. You can just tell them they're non-verbals. They just either don't want to be there or they don't care. And it's the same thing when you ask somebody, how is your day going? And most people are just like, good, fine. Nobody's really excited or passionate. Right. So I think the superhero stance would really help people maybe feel more energized or happier or something because we we need to see some more smiles in 2024 for sure.
2: We do. And you don't experience life, you experience life that you focus on. So it's getting in your superhero helps you to align your focus and get you back on track. Fantastic. If it's walking, if it's singing, you know, have your playlist of awesome. If it's, I don't know, meditating, it's different for everybody. Everyone has their own flavor. But you want to make sure that you're putting your focus on where you want to be. What a lot of people do is they focus on what they don't want. I don't like the situation or I don't like that person or things aren't going well at work. And what's the expression where focus goes, energy flows. And so if you're putting your focus on the things that you don't want, guess what? You're putting a lot of energy towards the negative. Again, you want to keep your focus because we don't experience life. We experience the life that we focus on. So juicy words, juicy language really helps support that process.
1: Is there anything that juicy language can't do? It seems like
2: (laughs) it can't make me dinner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. It can't take your kids to school, but it seems like it it can give you a great foundation of how to be more positive. Is there anything that's negative about juicy language?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I'll tell you what's happened to me now. And I use this in my own life. So I'm speaking from my own personal experience.
1: Perfect. That's what we want to hear
2: yeah yeah and i have had people say what do you feel about toxic positivity
1: Mm, yeah i was gonna ask you that too
2: i think that was meant to be a jab at me and again to each their own i'm not being so positive and using juicy language in a way that i'm minimizing that things go south in life and that there is stress there is Let's face it, the human experience, it is messy sometimes, and things happen that we don't want. So I'm not saying to disregard those things. When something happens in my life that is terrible or stressful, I rearrange my schedule so that I have time to go inward, that I have time to be with that and process that. So I'm not saying that you need to be positive all the time.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: That's, That's not it at all. We all have those days and our energy dips, and that's okay. I just don't want people to live there because if you live there, it becomes habitual. And when we have those habitual emotions of, Oh, like you said, people are slumping or you can kind of see their mood just based on how they're holding their body. When you're living there, my opinion is you're not showing up as your most powerful self. And that's just my take on it. So I like to always encourage people to try this on for size and look for the positive, it will start to change how you see things because the brain's default setting is not to look for what's great. The default setting is to look for what's wrong. And that's where people mostly start. It's looking for that tiger in the bushes that's trying to attack you.
1: That's a perfect point. And I was going to follow up with that. And how do you maintain to be positive on situations you can't control? Like for example, a relative passing or you get in a car accident that totally wasn't your fault. Cause I, I know insurance companies say sometimes it's your fault, but realistically there's some instances where it's not, but how do you get to be positive about some situations like that?
2: Yeah, that's a tough one for sure. And I've been in that boat. I, I recently had my father die and you know, I wasn't be bopping around, being all positive about that. I didn't like that situation. What I tried to do was give myself the grace and the space to mourn and to honor his life and celebrate it. And I know that's what he would have wanted me to do also. So I had to go inward. There was a time where I just wasn't very social at first. I needed Mm -hmm. that time just to process and be. And so I wish I had a really good answer for when those things happen, the car accidents, the deaths. And I, I don't have a good answer other than take the time you need. Don't try and pretend that it's not there. Take the time you need so that you can stand back up and you can come back even more powerful than before. I believe that all of these things feed into who we are. And from my father's death, what I'm taking from that is the beautiful life that he led and what he gave to me as his daughter. And I'm taking that forward. And I know he would want me to get back up, have the juicy language, have the positive outlook and go make an impact in the world.
1: No, that, well, condolences first off to to you, but that is, that's exactly the perfect answer because there is no perfect answer in your very, as I say, hot, honest, open, and transparent about it. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's okay to feel your feelings. And I think a lot of people avoid that. One of the questions that my girlfriend and I got into a conversation about, she asked me, she's like, what do you think makes a man? And I said, oh, I I think I got a good answer for you. And she's like, share, share. And I'm like, A true man is a man that can cry in front of other men and be acceptable with it and just acknowledge that it's okay to feel and be sad and live in whatever emotion that state that you're currently going through. And you don't really see a lot of people do that nowadays. Isolation is huge on some of those emotions, which is kind of not where I want it to be. It's like, it's okay. It's okay to feel.
2: I agree with you. I think that we all could do a better job of feeling and expressing our emotions. And you can have juicy language in that, too. You can say, I'm heartbroken right now. I'm heartbroken that my father is gone. That's juicy language also. And it allows my body to process. And for you to say, you know, to cry in front of other men. Yes, that is not something that that people do. Well, there's probably a lot of social taboos around it too, and <laughs> yeah. bring about what others will think. And I would just say, show up as your authentic self. That's the most beautiful thing we can do. Instead of trying to wear a mask and be who we think that other people want us to be, show up as your authentic self. That's the light that you shine and that's the light that the world needs to see because we all have our own magic. The world needs you. Don't dim it, bring it.
1: I love that line. That was an amazing line. That was sweet. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge today about juicy language. Is there anything we didn't cover in it? Because this is a topic that's new to me. So I want to make sure we get it all out.
2: Oh, gosh. That's a loaded question. You might have me talking for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say this that we are meaning making machines. So if we're making it all up, let's make up good. Sh- excuse my language. Let's speak life into that good stuff let's say the things that we need to say use the juicy language look for look at your words do they need an upgrade take a look at that and see where you can recalibrate to show up even more strong and powerful than you already do
1: my favorite part is what's a like life quote or something you've been living by your past years because i mean we've only met like this is our first time meeting so what is something that you've kind of brought throughout your lifetime and you passed down to your family and just a quote that you just live by.
2: Oh, that's good. Can I give two? Is that okay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The more, the better.
2: Okay. Cause I do love quotes. I'm so happy you asked that quotes are yeah. like jam. So I'll tell you, this is a quote that I put on my college graduation party invitation, which was a million years ago. And it is the real voyage of discovery lies not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. And I love that because isn't that what it's all about? It's creating the new eyes. And then the other quote I have that I love by Jim Rohn, who was magical, everything to do with mindset. He said, stand guard at the door of your mind. And that's exactly what I want to encourage everybody to do. And juicy language is a way to help you do that.
0: Every day until your dreams coming true Yeah, grinding every day until your dreams coming true Yeah, grinding every day until your dreams coming true Wanna make it happen? Well, it all starts with you Start with flipping the mentality, making visions reality Screw all the practicality, wasn't meant for normality. Time to unlike the beast, so bring out all of your savagery All in every day, how it has to be